How good are you at always telling the truth? Let's find out. Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve. Hey, do you have trouble with lying? We're confronted with it all the time. We're put in situations on a regular basis where the lie seems like a very present help in trouble. Uh, And you're just like, man, I'm in trouble. What's the easy way out here? It is to lie. We all struggle with the ninth commandment. God's commandment number nine, he says, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. But yet, and seemingly increasingly, our world is completely overrun with lies. We're bombarded with them daily. Do you have trouble with lying? Well, if that's a problem for you, God has brought you here today to help you with that problem of lying. So thanks for joining us on From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve. Today's lesson is called to tell the truth, and we'll discover how truth is foundational in our walk with God as we live a life that points others to Him and to the truth of His Word. The lesson is from Pastor Jeff's new 10-message series, Written in Stone, a study of the Ten Commandments. This series is also our special thank you gift for your support this month of any amount, and you can find out more at fromhisheart.org. First, though, open your Bible to Exodus chapter 20 as Pastor Jeff begins the lesson today that'll encourage you to tell the truth. We all struggle with the ninth commandment. Well, why is it a big deal? If, the, if there's lying all around us, why is this commandment in the 10 commandments? What's the big deal about lying and bearing false witness against your neighbor? Three reasons why. This is written in stone. Reason number one, why is lying such a big deal? Why is bearing false witness such a big deal? Because it's an abomination to God. It's an abomination to God. That word abomination in Hebrew means uh, disgusting, abhorrent, abominable, repulsive. It's something God cannot tolerate. Proverbs 6 Verses 16 and following says this. There are six things which the Lord hates. Yes, seven, which are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a proud look, number one on the list. Number two, a lying tongue. Number three, hands that shed innocent blood. Number four, a heart that devises wicked plans. Number five, feet that run rapidly to evil. Number six, a false witness who utters lies. And number seven, one who spreads strife among brothers. Seven things the Lord hates, and two of the seven deal with lying. A lying tongue, number two, and number six, a false witness who utters lies. God is screaming to us, so to speak, and saying, have I told you how much I hate lying? Now, why is it that the Lord hates lying? Why is that an abomination to him, utterly repulsive to him? Well, because the Lord is the God of truth. He is the God of truth. When he met Moses, Exodus 34, Moses wanted to see his glory. And uh, the Lord says, okay, I'll show you the backside of my glory. 
but you can't see my face. No one can see my face and live. So he put Moses in the cleft of the rock. He hit him there with his hand and he passed by and he declared the name of the Lord, the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding, overflowing in loving kindness and truth. That is who God is. His nature is to overflow with both loving kindness and truth. When we go into the New Testament, we see in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being by Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. John chapter 1, and the Word, John 1:14, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. You know, it's interesting. Loving kindness is used 176 times in the Old Testament in the New American Standard Bible. It's not used once in the New Testament. The word grace in the New American Standard Bible is only used eight times in the Old Testament, but it's used 123 times in the New Testament. Loving kindness in the Old Testament is grace in the New Testament. And what does it say about the Lord Jesus? He's full of grace and truth. He's full of loving kindness and truth. Truth is essential to his being, to who he is. It says of God, Hebrews 6, 18, that it's impossible for him to lie. Jesus said of himself, John 14, verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus said in John 17, 17, in his great high priestly prayer, he prayed to his Father and he says, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth, is truth. And, and it's impossible for God to lie. In Romans chapter three, verse four says, let God be found true, though every man be found a liar. I love how it states in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 19, at the battle of Armageddon, that's when the Lord comes back to deliver his people at the battle of Armageddon. Revelation 19, verse 11, John says, and I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat upon it, who is called faithful and true. Because in the Lord's nature, in his character, there is truth. There are no lies. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. So lying is an abomination to God, but because it, it is so foreign to his character, his nature. Now, on the other side of the coin is the devil, and God is altogether truth, and the devil is the father of lies. Jesus when he was speaking to the Pharisees and the religious leaders in John chapter 8, John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. John 8 talks a lot about the truth. And he, Jesus said in John 8, 44, you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. That's the devil, a liar and the father of lies. No truth in him. Couldn't be more opposite from the Lord as far as the Lord is all truth and the devil is all deceit and all falsehood and all lies. And every time he opens his mouth, he opens his mouth to deceive. He is a deceiver. 
who deceives the whole world. You know, when we read our Bibles, we come across the devil very quickly in our reading of Scripture, Genesis chapter 3. The serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God has made. And he said to the woman, indeed, has God said you shall not eat of any tree of the garden? Question mark. He questions the word. He gets her to question the word. He gets her to doubt the word. Then he denies the word when she said, from any tree of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the trees that is in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we shall not eat from it or touch it lest you die. He said, you surely shall not die. For God knows in the day you eat of it, you will be like God. Your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. He questions the word, causes her to doubt the word. Then he denies the word. And then he deceives her by saying, listen, it's not just that you won't die. It's that you will be like God. So let's take away the negative. You're not going to die, but let's look at the positive. You're going to be like God if you eat of this. And what did she do? She ate. She gave to her husband with her and he ate and the eyes of both of them were open, but they weren't like God. They were fallen sinners. They knew good and evil, but not the way God knows it. God knows good and evil uh, in a different way than we know it. We know it through experience. He knows it through uh, his knowledge and not personal experience. Uh, a cancer doctor knows about cancer in a different way than the cancer patient does. And all of us are cancer patients, so to speak, when it comes to evil, when it comes to sin. So the Lord hates lying. The devil is the father of lies. And as one preacher said, you're never more like God when you're, than when you're telling the truth. And you're never more like the devil than when you're lying because he's the father of lies. Very interesting Revelation chapter 21, two chapters in Revelation that are the eternal state. Revelation 21, Revelation 22. Bible ends at the end of Revelation 22. That's it. John says, even so come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord be with you all. That's the last verse. The grace of our Lord be with you all. Revelation chapter 21 talks about the new heavens and a new earth. Uh, judgment has already come for all unbelievers. Now is the eternal state. Heaven and earth pass away and God makes a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. And he talks all about the glories of heaven and there'll be no more mourning or crying or death or pain or suffering. All of those first things are passed away. And then it says this, Revelation 21.8, but for the cowardly, and unbelieving, and abominable, and murderers, and idolaters, and sorcerers, and immoral persons, and all liars. Their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. God specifically points out lying in that list. All liars, all those who love and practice lying, they're going to spend eternity in hell. Hey, lying, bearing false witness against your neighbor, that's an abomination to God. Second reason that this is in the Ten Commandments, that this is such a big deal, lying and bearing false witness, because it's destructive to any society. You can't build a society and a, a nation, a marriage, a family, a business, a church, you can't build that on lies. You have to build it on the truth. And a society built on lies is a society built on sinking sand. It is not going to last. Proverbs chapter 16, 
verses 12 and 13 says this, it is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness for a throne is established on righteousness. Righteous lips are the delight of kings and he who speaks right is loved. A throne A government is established on righteousness. That word in Hebrew is tzedakah. It means honesty, justice, truthfulness. That's how you have to establish a throne. And when a society is not established on truthfulness, that society is in serious, serious trouble. See, truth is the foundation. It's foundational for a society to flourish. You you think about it in marriage. If you have a marriage that is built on deceit and falsehood, that marriage is never going to get off the ground. When I do marriage counseling, one of the things you have to get to is the truth. You have to get to honesty. You have to face the brutal facts. Where are you in marriage? What has happened in the marriage? And if you still try and lie and cover up, it's never going to work. Counseling doesn't work if you're not willing to look in the mirror and say, well, this, this is where I am. This is what I've done. And so many people aren't willing to do that. And, and if you try and build on lies, it's going to come crashing down. Truth is foundational for anything to flourish, but definitely for society to flourish. Now, we have lies that are just being pumped out every single day, pumped out from the government, pumped out from the media pumped out on social media, just all over the place. People just lie, lie, lie. He asked the question, well, you know, do people know that they're lying or are they just deceived? Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter two, but evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Many people, they know that they are deceiving. They know that they're telling lies. Pastors can stand up in the pulpit. They know that they're telling lies. They're deceiving, and then others are being deceived. Others are taking that ball and believing it and going out and running with it, and they really believe the lie. They don't think it's a lie. They believe the lie. You know, we have a lot of people today, you know what they're so afraid of, especially young people, you know what they're so afraid of? They, they've had studies where they say, uh, in the middle of the night, I wake up and I'm so afraid of climate change. Big, bad climate change. Oh, it's going to get me. Because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, not to be confused with Albert Einstein, she has said, (laughs) just in case you were confused there, she has said, and she said this four and a half years ago, in 12 years, the world is going to end because of climate change. That's four and a half years ago. You got seven and a half years. Some of you are in middle school. You better... I mean, kiss it goodbye. You're not going to have your high school graduation. No prom, nothing. It's going to be like COVID all over because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says that the world is going to end in 12 years. Where where did you get that? She just pulled it out of the air. She's just making it up. How about the lie of transgenderism? That is a huge lie that has devastating consequences, especially for young kids because it didn't used to bleed down into the high schools and middle schools and even grade schools, but it does today. And uh, I talked to Jennifer 
Peck. She is a doctor nurse mama on American Family Radio. She's a, a general practice doctor. And she said, uh, you know, 25 years ago, nobody ever came in. No kids came in to talk to me about this. She said, now it's a, it's a regular weekly experience. I talk to uh, young kids and their parents about this gender dysphoria. Listen, what's the truth? Because you're going to hear lies from the media, lies from the government, and sadly, you're going to hear lies uh, that are coming out of the medical community. Hey, if there's, I did a program Friday with Dr. Sudhir J. Aprabhu, obstetrician gynecologist in our community and the chairman of our deacons, and we talked about uh, the fact that science and biology and the medical community ought to all stand up and say, it is impossible to change your gender. Gender and sex are inseparably linked. You can't change that. Listen, at the time of conception, your chromosomes are fixed because God created you and he creates you either male or female. You're either XY male or you're XX female and you're gonna be that until you die. You cannot change that. And so the quicker you uh, come to the place of acceptance. This is the way God made me. The faster you can start enjoying life. You start fighting God on something as basic, basic, basic as who you are sexually. You're going to have trouble your whole life. No wonder those in the transgender community are committing suicide at, uh, at a rate that's four times uh, the, the rate of anybody else because there's this war going on inside and they're not yielding to the fact that this is how God made me. Hey, society can't last uh, when we believe lies. How about the lie of socialism? Hey, you know, that'll solve all the ills in our society is if we just accept a, a socialistic ideology. Socialism and communism are Siamese twins. And uh, we know what happens when a nation adopts communism. They go down, down, down. There was a book that was put out in 1997 by some researchers from America and Europe. It's called The Black Book of Communism. And this is 1997, and in their research, they said 94 million people have died under the uh, ideology of communism through genocides, extrajudicial executions, uh, deportations, and artificial famines. 94 million people die under that kind of a false ideology. And the millennials today, they flock to it. Oh, Bernie, Bernie Sanders, he's such a great politician. He's going to bring in democratic socialism. That's what they call it now, democratic socialism. What is that? It's just the same old stuff. It's, it's communism, and it will destroy lives. Society cannot stand under lies. It falls apart. And not only is truth foundational for society to flourish, but truth is critical to maintain law and order so that you don't just fall into chaos as a society. Now, if you notice the ninth commandment, Exodus 20, 16, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. That is given in the context of a courtroom. False witness, we're talking about witnessing, because it doesn't say you shall not lie against your neighbor. It says false witness, which sounds like it's in the legal realm. 
It's a courtroom type of context. That doesn't mean that God is saying, well, you know, when you're in court, you better not lie. After you get out of court, you can do whatever you want. You can bear false witness all you want. We know that's not the case. And we know that Jesus took the commandments and he went deeper with them. You have heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks on a woman to lust for her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. And the people that hadn't committed the act of physical adultery, yeah, that's right, you shall not commit adultery. He said, have you committed adultery in your heart? Ooh. Oh, pierced to the place in your heart that's like, oh, I'm guilty of that. And so the Ten Commandments are just not surfacy. They go down. And so when he says, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, he's not saying, well, just in court, you better tell the truth. You better tell the truth all the time. But here's the thing. In ancient times, in a court of law, the, the way that they determined outcomes was based on witnesses, and the, on the testimony of two or three witnesses. You didn't have DNA evidence. You didn't have fingerprints. You didn't have video surveillance. You just had witnesses. And here's what the Lord says in Deuteronomy 17, verses six and seven. On the evidence of two witnesses or three witnesses, he who is to die shall be put to death. He shall not be put to death on the evidence of one witness. The hand of the witnesses shall be first against him to put him to death and afterward the hand of all the people so you shall purge the evil from your midst. Do you see how he put those together? If you're tempted to bear false witness in a court of law against your neighbor that's going to result in his death, then you're the first one that has to grab a stone and throw it at him. You would be guilty if you're a false witness not only of breaking the ninth commandment, because you bore false witness against your neighbor. You lied about him in court, but you'd also be guilty of breaking the sixth commandment, you shall not murder. And people were told, don't do this. You have to establish your society on truth and truthfulness. You can't have a society where the truth is out the window and whatever you want goes. Truth is critical to maintain law and order. And as you know, we're losing that in our country. Today you heard part one of this lesson from the Ninth Commandment called To Tell the Truth, and it's from Pastor Jeff's new 10-message series, Written in Stone, a study of the Ten Commandments. And he'll continue with this study tomorrow on the broadcast. But let me share more truth with you today. From His Heart is Growing. Each year, we increase our reach on radio, TV, and online, helping people around the world to hear truth, real love, and real hope from the Word of God through Pastor Jeff's teaching. This year, we're celebrating 20 years of expansion and planning great things for this next year to prepare us for 20 more years or until the Lord returns. The program is available on independent radio stations and networks all across the nation, and also nationwide on TV each week and in 180 countries around the world, not to mention online everywhere for those who have Internet. It's really incredible how God has been faithful throughout all these years to bring supporters along to sustain the ministry and help us grow. Why do others do that? Because listeners are blessed by these messages from Pastor Jeff and the Lord's heart and want to invest in a ministry that is impacting the world. And throughout all of these years and all of them to come, Pastor Jeff receives no income from this ministry. He's paid a salary by his church in Texarkana, Texas, that he's pastored for almost 25 years. 
Would you consider a gift today to join this worldwide outreach for Jesus? If you make a gift today of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you Pastor Jeff's new series, Written in Stone, a study of the Ten Commandments, in the format of your choice. To get yours, call 866-40-BIBLE, 866-40-BIBLE, or go online to fromhisheart.org and request the series, Written in Stone. Thank you for joining us today on From His Heart. I'm Larry Nobles, inviting you to be right back here tomorrow for part two of this powerful lesson called To Tell the Truth. That's on Friday, when we'll again open up the Word of God and share real truth, real love, and real hope from His heart. From His Heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve, speaking the truth in love to a lost and a hurting world. Remember, no matter what, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out more about that at fromhisheart.org.